0: I don't think children should work. I was lucky. I had a great experience. I'm not emotionally scarred. I'm not, you know, nothing terrible happened to me.
1: Little House on the Prairie actress Melissa Anderson. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. It was 46 years ago this week the TV viewers first heard that theme music introducing the series Little House on the Prairie. And for the next eight years, it was one of America's perennial TV favorites. One of the permanent cast members was Melissa Anderson, known back then as Melissa Sue Anderson. She'll explain why in this interview. I met her in 2010 when she'd written a memoir of her years on Little House. So here now from 2010, Melissa Anderson. You get the call. I mean, you had been an acting veteran of some, you know, before the call came from your agent about this Western that, they, that you were going to do. And you go in and you go, and you find out it's Little Huston Prairie, I'm just, your, your eyes lit up, and you're jumping up and down. I think, wow, I mean, of, of course you would have read the books. <laughs>
0: Right yes I had read the books and I was very excited I you know it just it was the way it would it, the way it all came together was just so funny it was it was my agent not having a clue that that that's what it was and even if she had I don't know necessarily she was an older woman I'm not sure that she would have known Maybe she wouldn't have known Little House. I'm not sure, but uh, or she certainly wouldn't have placed the importance on it that I did. So, uh, so it was pr- it was probably exactly the way it was supposed to happen. Maybe I would have been nervous or something if I'd known it was Little House. This way, I just didn't know. I knew it was something big. It was I had never auditioned for a series before, or a, or a, a pilot for a series before. So it was big enough already. So, so uh, learning about it the way I did is in in the actual meeting is probably better.
1: Then you went home and reread some of the books, and you realized Mary. Wasn't there a lot of times.
0: <laughs> she wasn't exactly featured. No, no, no. And, and uh, that was the way it was with a lot of the, the, the rest of the family. It was really Half Pint and Pa and, uh, and Jack, the dog. Um, and the rest of us were sort of, you know, uh, on the sidelines. But um, that was her. She was an older, you know, an old lady when she wrote the books. And that was her. You know that's the way she I'm sure would like to remember it being and 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 also you are the star of your own childhood, I mean, in your own mind, there you are, you know it's you, so you know you can't blame her um and uh, I'm sure it's all true and everything. I just think that probably there 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 were some more interesting things going on with ma and and Mary, and you know but she 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 just remembers her the stuff with her uh so uh so so yeah, I was a little concerned possibly with that, but uh and then when we shot the series, um, I was frustrated because I didn't have much to do. I, I did a great job with what I had to do, but, well, I mean, I think I did <laughs> a good job with what I had to do. Great job sounded, no, that, that, I, I didn't quite mean that. But, you know, I was doing a good job with what I had to do, but I didn't have much to do. Uh, but then the writers can't write you. Uh, dialogue if they don't know you can really deliver and so it was a give and take and they uh, they realized I could act and so then they wrote me more to do and I got more and more and more and more to do so it it really it it was a great uh, learning experience and all the way along I mean all the years I learned you know I you know learned and learned and learned from guest stars and,
1: and it's interesting to see as as the book goes on as the series progresses as the series evolves how much you and all the cast members grow into grow into the roles, grow into the storyline, figure out the things that can go wrong, and and try to avoid those. It it it, it is a fa- it is in that way, as you said a moment ago, very instructive.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you.
1: Even just a little piece of trivia, like all right, you're looking across the street, and there's you know the 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 the, the, the area that Happy Days used at the as the high school cabin. Just a little piece of trivia like that really makes a book like this shine.
0: Oh, great! I'm glad you liked it because that was something that was interesting to me. Yeah. And and as a fan, you know, I I am the world's biggest fan. I mean, I, I you know I, I love I lo- you know a really. There's nothing greater than a great television show, television show, except maybe a great feature film. Um, you know, I love to go to movie. I'll go by myself. I don't mind. I said to Hoda Kotb on the Today Show. Uh, because I watched the Today Show and uh, a couple months ago they they had this uh, big discussion about uh, Hoda happened to mention that she that she goes to movies or that she she happened by a theater and, a, and something was playing that she was interested in and she went in and saw the movie and Kathy Lee jumped all over her and said how could you go to a movie by yourself oh that's so sad and she went on and on and on and I thought if I do that show on my book tour I've got to say something and at the very end I, I had to I just had to and I, and I said to Hoda there is absolutely nothing wrong with Going to the movies by yourself? I do it all the time, because if you know, if you like movies, if there's something you really want to see, and you know, and you're gonna, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So, so a little thing like Happy Days' uh, exterior courtyard is something interesting. It's a, it's a point. It's something. It, it would be interesting to me. And it was like when I did the Brady Bunch, and I walked on the first, the first day I walked on the Brady Bunch set, and I realized that, well, first of all, they have no, uh, there was no glass in their sliding glass doors. I thought that was funny, uh, and they. Uh, and uh, their grass outside was, was uh, AstroTurf, yeah. And all the kids were older than me. And I didn't know that. I I <laughs> just had no idea they were all old, older than I was. And they're going to love me saying that now, but everyone knows.
1: I didn't come here to see Cindy. I came to see you. Me? Well, for? To thank you for making that boy stop teasing me in school today. You're very brave. Oh, it wasn't anything. It was too, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> but,
0: uh, you know, I mean, as a, as a fan, you know, everyone has things that, li- those little things mean things to now, them
1: Now here's something else as a fan I didn't realize until I read in your book That Little House didn't make it to the number one slot in the Nielsen's Until your two-part, the, 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 the I forget the name of the episode, the Going Blind episodes right.
0: I'll be waving as you drive away. Yes, uh, we, were, we were number one. Uh, we were number two the first week when I actually went blind.
1: Mr. Ingalls, Mary
0: is going blind. Don't use your fingers. You don't like watching a blind person eat. Why don't you just get out? I told you to get out. And then number 1 the second week when I go away to the school for the blind and have to learn how to cope and how to how to manage and how to live on. Uh and yes, that I mean we had we had been in the top 10, but I don't even know that we'd been in the top 5. I'm not even sure about that. We may have been once or twice, but we weren't normally there. We were in the always in the top 20, top 15 and top 10, but not uh but never, yeah, never that high. So that was huge. And then the other one, the next time it happened was my wedding episode. We we got to number one again, and I think that was it. I think those were the times.
1: And speaking of trivia, and it's not very trivial, you're the only one on the show who ever got an Emmy.
0: Yeah, that's right. I was the only one uh, from our show ever nominated. Uh, you know, in our technical departments, there. You know, in our cinematographer won once or twice, uh, and I think we had some hair. Uh, possibly hair winds and um, make- makeup. I can't remember. But yeah, so, but no, not none of the cast was ever nominated except for me.
1: Yeah, Allison's curls never got nominated or anything.
0: <laughs> now, see, that's why they, they might have gotten a win there. Could be trying to keep those curls going.
1: Right, let me ask you about uh, just a step back and again per- put things in perspective about the, the Little House experience. I don't know if you watch Lost. Uh, you know, many of us are d- devoted to Lost. This hard edged, hard bitten con man Sawyer who, you know, is just out to- looking out for number one. He didn't care about anybody else. But it turns out, as the story went on, he had a soft spot in his heart for Little House on the Prairie. Does that surprise is you? Is
0: that really true? Yeah. You mean his character? Yeah, his character, yeah. Are you kidding? No, no. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I tried to watch Lost, and it wasn't for last of interest that I didn't. I just, I just, I forgot what night it was on. And you know, it was one of those things yeah. where you're busy at that time, and I, darn, because I, I did. I tried, several times I've tried. Um, and I'm, it's so interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to rent it and watch it that way. But does
1: it surprise you that a character like that, the, the people that probably have these very gruff exteriors, secretly... They like Little House.
0: I, I, I'm shocked. Actually, I think that's that's <laughs> such a fun thing. That's great. See, when writers write stuff like that, that's interesting. That makes people interesting. That's a great piece of writing. You know, yeah. not just you know, obviously because it's Little House, but that's funny. It's very funny.
1: Kirkman uh, for our most recently, we saw you in the the 10.0, the earthquakes miniseries.
0: Right, 10.5, 10.5, um, uh, 10.5 apocalypse. Right. Yes. No.
1: That doesn't doesn't mean we've seen the last of you, does it?
0: Oh no, no. I you know I made a conscious decision uh, to to retire when I had my kids, because, and only work for friends. Occasionally, a director friend will call, or another one will call, or a producer here or there, or, or my husband, you know, um, and uh, and I'll work, and that's good because it kind of keeps me involved a little, uh, but. Uh, But I really wanted to be able to be home with my kids. My husband travels. He's in the business as well. So he does a lot of traveling. And the hours are long and everything. So I thought it's really good if I can be around. And also... Uh, you know i didn't want them stopped with if they were out with me i didn't want i didn't want to be stopped no offense to the fans or anything but when you have kids i, I didn't want them seeing that all the time i wanted them to think that they were the most important thing you know and and and, and if people were, were going to stop me they it would be with what a beautiful little girl or what a well-mannered little boy i've never seen a you know my son is the most polite thing on the face of the earth and he always has been and and, you know, I wanted, I, I wanted them to have that attention because you're only a kid once, you know. And, and I thought if I, if, if I can manage not to screw this up, do a good job with my kids, no matter, you know, they're, they're, they're great individuals on their own. I had nothing to do with that. But if I can sort of just steer them in the right direction and feel like I've done the very best I can do, I, I'll feel really good. And then uh, I can maybe go on and play grandmother roles.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a while before that. But uh, All right, let, let me ask you this. Can you imagine yourself as the mother of an 11-year-old who says, "Mom, please sign this contract to commit me to seven years to a network series"?
0: Uh, no, and you know I've thought about it. when I wrote that in the book. I thought, but why would I have let it ever get to that point? <laughs> that would be that would also be my other problem. But uh, it would be very. I would not have been able to make that kind of decision for a child. I think it's 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 just not something. I think I don't think children should work. I think uh, I think. You know, I I was lucky. I had a great experience. Um, I didn't. I'm not emotionally scarred. I'm not. You know, nothing terrible happened to me, and I didn't go. I was very lucky in that I didn't go through an awkward phase. So other producers were always hiring me, and uh, I was able to keep working and se- seamlessly, seamlessly transition from child to, to teenager to adult and, and keep going and become the Equalizer's daughter and do all that in my 20s. And, and um, I had no problems. Everything was really pretty good for me. But I think that the majority of kids do. And their parents may not be exactly looking out for them as best as they should be. Maybe it's not the parents. Maybe it's the, the managers or the agents. I don't know. Their money is – there's too much money involved now, I think, too. Uh, although the ch- children deserve it, I mean it, it, it 's very hard work people don 't realize how hard it is, uh, so it 's not that they don't deserve it but uh, I, I I think so, people just don't just don't put enough emphasis on <laughs> that the kids should have a backup plan that it may not work out and that they could be heartbroken and that they should go to college and that they should you know just have a lot of other interests so that so that they're they're not heartbroken, so that they're not. They don't end up on drugs, and you know they've got all this money and going to clubs all the time. And I, I, I just think this isn't. You know this isn't what it's really about. If you really, if you really, if, if as a child actor, if you're serious about it and you want to stay in the business and you love it, then you know what? Be serious and be a professional and don't get involved in all that stuff. And uh, you know, that's the way to to carry on and win. You know, but. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it's nothing I would ever recommend to people I care about, really. I think it's just too risky. Where'd the Sue go? The Sue go, yeah. It left um, because there was an – I originally started as, I think, on the Brady Bunch and maybe Shaft. You would see me build as Melissa Anderson. But once I got Little House, uh, I had to put the Sue in my name, which is my middle name, because there was another Melissa Anderson in Screen Actors Guild that didn't didn't work, but she kept up her dues. So she had the name first. So eventually, I don't know what happened, she left or she stopped paying her dues or something. So I got my name back. I was like in my 20s, but I got, no, no, I wasn't. I must have been only like 19 or something. But I got my uh, name back and I... But people still call me Melissa Sue, but, that, you know, that's fine. I just, I just, you know, it's nice to, uh, to get the original one back. It's kind of nice. Yeah.
1: As long as they call you.
0: <laughs> right. Whatever they call me, hey, you, it, that's okay. I answer.
1: Melissa Anderson will be 58 later this month. She became a naturalized citizen of Canada in 2007, and reruns of Little House on the Prairie can still be seen on TV almost every day. Would you do me a favor? If you liked today's episode, would you tell a friend about Now I've Heard Everything? We post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we're on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, a Baseball Hall of Famer who 25 years ago this week set an incredible record. My 2006 interview, With former Baltimore Oriole Cal Ripken. Most people think that my dad made me a big league ball player by uh, making me work at baseball and standing over me all the time. And, And actually the opposite was true. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson.